some kombucha. I haven't had kombucha in a while. I like that you said kombucha, like you guys were buddies. The booch. I mean, isn't that? What... <laughs> Me and the booch go way back. Oh my god! The first time I ever had kombucha was a very bad experience. Um, and and it was it was among uh, no it wasn't that bad very bad it wasn't like I got enormously ill it was just a negative experience because uh, and especially given who I was with so I was doing uh, I was doing this beautiful off Broadway play and uh, one of my cast members so you know like New York theater types she came back and she was vegan and she came back with kombucha but it was like straight up vinegar and I had never had it and I was like what are that and she's like it's kombucha it's so good and I tried it and I was like oh this is fizzy vinegar and she's like yeah and I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, you can't say kombucha it's so good to someone who's never had it before like it doesn't And I will also say somebody. there are fl- there are companies that do far more palatable kombucha than others. Oh yeah, this is my favorite. Which one is that? GT's oh, a GTS. I like GTS very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first time that I had kombucha was um, actually on a break at Lush. I think one of the other girls oh, no. had some. Um, and they were like, oh yeah, it's great. It's delicious. Um, weirdly enough, it's slightly alcoholic, but not enough to like make you drunk. It's just like right. fermentation. Enough to and... make your pee burn. Oh. <laughs> if you're Jen. If you're me. Yep. <laughs> uh, if my pee burned when I drank alcohol, I would, I would... Uh, my I know. skin would look a lot better because I wouldn't <laughs> be drinking so much. Let me but, tell you um, what, it's a great deterrent. Somebody, yeah, exactly. But yeah, somebody at the store had had it and they explained it to me and I was like, I actually like vinegar and I'm going to go try that. And I was not prepared for the goo thing. The goo, the like the bottom? The scoby, yeah, is what it's called. The little, the little phlegm knot that... That floats up. <laughs> right, right. The mother of that particular yeah, bottle. They explained a lot of things about it to me, but they didn't explain that. And I. No one wants to explain that. Dying. No! Ew. And of course, it was like a 15 minute break, so I like ran up to the Dwayne Reed and I got it and I was enjoying it and then I wasn't and then I was like almost crying. No! Oh, but I no. Went back, I went back to it, so I guess it wasn't that bad. I don't think I've ever swallowed that thing. Oh, I have by accident. I don't. I don't mean to when it happens. And sometimes it's a lot more, um, uh, 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 more, well, uh, cohesive. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes it's just goo and sometimes it's like a, a hairball. Right. Just mm. hanging around in there like a fucking marble. <laughs> hey. Hi. It's so Hello. good to see you. Hello. Hi. Happy birthday. How are you feeling oh. after our birthday? Oh my goodness. Uh, it, it, it actually felt very significant. Yeah. It was like uh the first the first thing that has felt like a true passage of a year. Yep. For this whole time. <laughs> yep. 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 Cause remembering back, it's like, oh yeah, okay, that could reasonably be a year ago. As opposed to like August, which also feels like a year ago. Yeah. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all feels like a year ago. It all. All the feels, all the fucks. All I'm the Lillian fucks. Bustle. I'm Jen Ponton, and this is our podcast, baby, where we tell you all of the stories of our heart and our uh, our gut and our churning turmoil in our soul. 
Yes. So much turmoil. And even like um, the uh, the low-level anxiety that just sort of <laughs> thrums your spine without allowing you to fully freak out about it. Oh. So then you tell yourself that it's not valid. And then yep. you freak out some more. <laughs> I know that place. I spend hey. I spend life in that place. Ugh. <laughs> Can we Airbnb that place? Oh my god. Can we please just rent that out to someone else mm. for like Mm-mm. the next year? Bitch, it's like a timeshare. You never get rid of it. No. Oh my god, do you know it's coming up in like my suggested ads? What? T- timeshare removal groups. Well, send them over here cuz we got one that we need to can. Yeah. Which we were given by the way, which thanks a lot Don's mom's ex-wife. Where is your timeshare again? uh, Technically, it's in Orlando, but we can trade it for wherever if you have the fucking fortitude to make that happen. Because it is not like, I would like to go to Scotland. And then they're like, right this way, madame. Since you pay all of this money and also for this trading program. This was like one of the worst. uh, One of those moments where you're like, oh, this is the kind of thing that grownups probably know about that I don't really. Yes. I hate those moments. I have them constantly. I was just thinking, so I bought, um, this is not the same, but uh, I bought <laughs> this stuff to make your floor shiny. It's like a, it's a coating to put on your wood floor to make it shiny. Um, and I was going to use it on the floor, but I wound up just using it on the island because when I read it, it was like, here's how you put it on and this is how long you have to let it dry. And then every year put this solvent on it to pull it up and then do it all over again. And I was like, whoa, what? No. I'm, excuse me, are there people who do that? Are there people who do that, who move everything off of their floors once a year to do anything? Even fully mop. Like, you mop around things, you pull things out. Maybe once or twice a year you sweep behind everything. Um, yeah, really, truly. What the hell? <laughs> that should have had like that. Should that should, that's what I need a content warning for. <laughs> Absolutely, that should be on a sticker on the front of the fucking bottle. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. bananas. No, along with my along with my new non-aluminum deodorant that makes my armpits smell like soup. I need a warning. That's like all of these dumb hints. Not dumb. They're wonderful. <laughs> all of the lovely hints that people have offered to me. Um, about not about going aluminum free. Uh, I mean, I get it, but like, if there's some kind of process involved in the one stick of four dollar nonsense that you're buying, I uh-huh. need a disclaimer. Yes, like, just so you know, this is gonna ruin your life for a week. But <laughs> guess what? You're home all the time, so I guess it oh, doesn't yeah, matter. Oh yeah, you're detoxing. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just soup. I'm not, I'm not. No, I threw it out. Oh, you threw it out. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, no. I don't care. I don't. Yeah, I it's mean, fine. fuck. I'll be fine. You'll be fine. I got it's bigger fine. fish to fry. <laughs> 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 and having my armpits smell like fried fish. <laughs> I did do a fucking armpit detox. It's interesting because I haven't used aluminum since like 2006. Mm. It's been a long ass time. I started using a uh, fucking Aromaco from Lush. Yeah, I can't do that patchouli. Yeah, I don't. Um, I can't live that patchouli life. And I tried the Grinch, and it didn't. It that one like smelled like a whole ass salad. Yes, 
<laughs> that one's straight up oregano dressing. Yeah. Uh, Grinch is so good in shoes, though. I don't yes. use Grinch. No, you turned me on for that. I liked tea for toes, but the Grinch actually works better. Grinch is better, and it doesn't, and it's not all clay, so, like, tea for toes gets muddy. It does. Yeah. Grinch state, Grinch's powders are finer, I guess, but, like, what I've ultimately switched to, if you ever, ever, ever feel compelled to try this again, is, um, once... Once they stopped making fucking Dreamwash, I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm no more Aromaco. And I switched to Schmitz. Oh, I'll I don't think like I know them, and I don't Schmitz. think that's one of the ones that came up. That's interesting. I love Schmitz. And they have a line that is baking soda-based, which is, like, standard. But oh. a lot of people, myself included, are very sensitive to baking soda. Like it, oh no, it makes me itchy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then you want the sensitive line, and the sensitive yeah, the line pH is great. Yeah, the pH of that great. shit is crazy. Okay, it's great. Oh, I'm to try. My armpits are very, very happy with Schmitz. Yay! Bye. Yeah, yeah. Without That's... really, without exception. My armpits are very, very happy with Schmitz. <laughs> I and I've tried like you know because now every brand is doing it. I've tried a couple. There was one that I really, really wanted to work out, and it broke me out in a rash. And I told them, and they were like, "No, that can't be." And I'm like, "Hmm." It is. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert. Real nice. But that Speaking was of nice muddy, yes. um, Don and I drove out to the Watchung Reservation yesterday. And we oh, my God. Praise report. Uh, and I don't know if you read that plaque that I sent you. but Surprise so, Lake. Su- Surprise Lake is a big, long, long lake. Um, we did try to cross over. Uh, just below the dam, not realizing there was an actual ass bridge because I watched some guy and his kid do it, but they were wearing better sh- boots. <laughs> so I now oh. need new boots because cause, cause I'm always the girl that's like, it's fine, I'll do it. And Don was wearing Merrill's, which are like water resistant, but only if the water doesn't go in over the top of your yes. ankle. Yes, yes. Uh, and I was like, rock hopping, rock hopping, splash, splash. Oh, I got a little wet. And then Don was like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, I over here now. Oh, uh, I guess. Bye. <laughs> um, it was so muddy around the whole lake, but it was it was worth it. Like, oh I can God, just buy another thirty dollar so pair nice. of those boots off. <laughs> I mean, not the mud. Um, but the plaque said that there used to be a little beat. Uh, it's a long, long, skinny lake that doesn't look very deep, but maybe it was deeper at one point. And. Um, along one edge, there used to be a beach that people could wade in. And they said that they used to have aquatic carnivals. What? What? I want to know about aquatic carnivals of, of last century. Did you Google that shit? I, I haven't, but I'm, I really... I bet, I'm you, I'm I bet you... I bet you could at the very least, you could probably find pictures, you could probably find like fucking microfiche... About, oh, like, hear ye, hear ye, watch on Aquatic Carnival at Lake Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, it's a lake and not a stream, because it ends. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it looks like it's going to keep going, but it don't. Oh my yeah, God. and I thought of you immediately, because the part, the part, so it was also nice because there weren't a lot of people around, so... But it was cold enough that I actually wanted to wear my my mask most of the time. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that's going to be a nice thing this winter. Like, not having to get your nose and mouth all cold. That's always been... Uh, I have been wanting nose warmers my entire life. Me too. Literally. My little... 
Nose don't stick out too far, but she gets real cold. What I um, have to do in the winter is like scrunch my lip up so that my exhalation just warms do that too. this whole area. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. And if I do that too much, though, and I haven't like waxed my lip, then I get like a little wet mustache. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my circulation is great, like, literally all over the rest of my body. But it was so nice to just be outside and people. Yes. When we went up to Bear Mountain, it was <clears throat> awful. There were just pe- it was like oh, crawling. No. It was like a theme park. I was like, go home. What are you doing? That was go like away. October or something, right? You went in the the joy of the fall. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't a particular day that should have seemed busy, but it was bad. Um, but also, this is not a picnic destination, so there's that. <laughs> also, right. Let's keep it moving. Um, I did. I peed behind a rock uh, because I was going to ask you if you held it the whole time. The ba- Well, the bathrooms um, at the different spot uh, were closed, and then there was a porta john, and Don came out of the porta john. He was like, "Girl, you do not want to go." In there. I was like, noted. Noted. But Thank you. It's fine. I don't care. I don't I don't care about peeing in the woods. I I don't and I'm not like worried about being seen. I don't want other people to happen upon me peeing yeah. off of just off of a trail. I think, you know, it's a little rude. But <laughs> in a my little haste, bit, but only because they might call the authorities on you. Yeah. Like, if we could all just pee in the woods and just ignore each other, it would be so much better. But for some people, peeing in the woods isn't just peeing in the woods, and you know that. I know. So, (laughs) in an effort to keep other people's shenanigans curtailed. So, so I was trying to get it done really fast because every time I thought I found a spot, uh, of course, there would be some, and it was so quiet. It was so quiet. And then all of a sudden, you would hear somebody rustling over here, and I was like, So, I found the perfect rock, um, and I... Copped a squat so fast that I didn't I didn't look around entirely, and the stick did not poke up my butt, but it did. S- s- I got <laughs> you got scraped. I got grazed by a tiny little you know the half a dead tree yes, that's yes, like yes. trying, <laughs> trying. <laughs> yeah, and I was like I was like oh no that's gonna hurt later. Oh, <clears throat> it's fine. I've had worse. <laughs> And to be fair, you did spend three hours at Surprise Lake, which which sounds so fucking nice. And that was the only real surprise, so. <laughs> the surprise was how long I lasted. <laughs> Aw, praise received. That's so lovely. That's so lovely. Um, my praise report is that this whole weekend was such a good nesting weekend for me. Oh, good. So we... Um, which, I mean, I'm a cancer. It's kind of always nesting 24-7. However, this was remarkably good nesting because um, we ordered a couch back uh, over Labor Day week- weekend from um, from Lazy Boy. Oh, and there I vaguely remember this. That was right? a long time ago. It was a minute ago. And... Uh, so we ordered this couch, and they were like, oh, cool, it'll, you know, we're, we're backed up, it'll probably be, be to you around Christmas, and we're like, whatever, cool, and they were like, um, yeah, maybe January, and we were like, okay, and then they were like, maybe February, and we were like, look, it, what are we going to do? <laughs> What are we? Are we gonna? Don't are want we gonna, it anymore? Are we gonna complain? But we needed it. I, yeah, no, I loved know. the old couch. 
that we had. Um, I bought it the first time I ever had a guest star. That was my, that was, uh, I, I did the good wife and that was my present to us because we needed a new couch and I was like, fuck this, I'm going to buy a new fucking couch. Mm -hmm. So it served us well, but it was at the point where like all of the stuffing was shifting and migrating and there was a giant pile of, uh, of you know, like deteriorating foam underneath the couch. Ugh. And Andrew was at the point where he had to add in like seven pillows to his seat to be comfortable. Oh, no. But it was this glorious, like deep, overstuffed, broad, big, like chocolate hug of a couch. Mm-hmm. And I did love it. And so our new couch... Thankfully, did not take till February. It arrived on Saturday, and on Friday, Andrew hey. and I fucking pulled out our old behemoth, and we did a deep clean, and we prepped nice. for the new couch. And like, it's so much smaller than the old behemoth, which uh-huh. at first I don't handle change well. <laughs> I do not like. I see that it's different, and immediately my brain is like, oh, "Don't like it." Um, oh no. And I was like, eh. and he's like, don't you like it? I'm like, it's just, it's weird. I don't know. But uh, especially Andrew came up with some really beautiful aesthetic fixes for it Ooh. and like made it look so good. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I needed. Like he filled the space really artfully. And I was like, nice. oh my God, well fucking done. Okay. Couch. And it's not a good cuddle couch. Like, it's actually supportive. It's not a good cuddle couch. Uh-huh. So the other really big nesting thing that I did was I ordered a love sack. Mm-hmm. Lillian. That's great. Lillian, I ordered the biggest fucking one that they make. <laughs> Is that like the one that you can put like five people on? Yes. <laughs> It's a love sack. I have to go look at it right now. If you Google love sack, the big one, that is what's arriving here on Thursday. (laughs) It's actually called the big one. It's (gasps) called the big one. Oh, my God. Holy crap. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, hooray. Oh, gosh. I can't wait to one day, some point in the future, come over and throw myself on it. Did yes. you get it in the in the color called wombat fur? Yes. <laughs> and you better believe I thought about you the entire time. I was like wombat fur. <laughs> I'm gonna take that thing off and wear it like a flying squirrel. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I uh, am so excited. I can't wait. And like, I was thinking about getting the smaller ones, but then I was like, why? Why? Why would I do that? Why wouldn't I go for the one that I literally just want to be enveloped by? Yeah. Exactly. For the rest of my waking days. Yes. So good. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm really sad that um I I was moving things around. I was like, maybe I could fit that purple velvet chaise lounge that I saw in Wayfair that was only two hundred and seventy five dollars in here. Yes. Yes. Sold out. No. It's sold out. Um, 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 try overstock. The two of them are so fucking shady. And they often have they same often thing. have the same shit. So if you That's look great. up purple velvet sheds, and even if not overstock, look on Amazon. Same, All right. same fucking endless Chinese manufacturers, which is not <laughs> which is not uh, necessarily a bad thing. It's just to say that 
there are so many of these duplicates. And they're yeah. all about the same quality and all about the Do same you know, price. There was one that was twice as expensive, but it is also very beautiful. From Kelly Clarkson home. Did you know Good she for her? Home <laughs> <laughs> I love that weird I, shit. I want to be like, I knew I liked you. Yes. Um, and she'd be like, oh, thank God. Finally, validation. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But maybe after she listens to today's podcast, she'll understand why she should be impressed. There's so many things out there that I don't, I will never watch and will never find. I will never stumble upon them. Mm -hmm. There are so many subreddits that I don't understand. There are so many things in this world that even I, as a woman of the world, care not to understand. Just do not traipse across my path. Yes. Yes. It's not that I don't care. I don't even know if I care about it because I've never seen it. <laughs> I need curation in my life. I need I need a solid, like a classy twenty seven year old, to be like here are the things that yes. you need to know. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Cool docents for individual. <laughs> yes. For individual yes. hire. Listen, listen, youths. If you have an excellent mind <laughs> for pop culture and funny bird memes. That's and- a subscription box that I would pay for. Yes. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Like maybe once every quarter you make me a Spotify playlist. Um, <laughs> you send me things to follow and then also tell me where people are talking about those things. Yes. I don't know that either. Yes, yes, yes. I would say that the closest thing that I know of this is like subscribing to someone's substack like sam irby's or like substack Pro- yeah what does that mean so i think a substack is like a patreon but specifically a blog so it's a you you support a blog and you get that exclusive blog content so like sam oh, irby has my a God, Substack. i want that and what she does there every day is she she narrates a judge mathis episode i love that i've heard about that i <laughs> yeah. love her I love her. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like better Facebook. Yes. Really good Facebook. I would pay for better Facebook. Lillian, you have to tell our listeners the group that you found and invited me to and what they fucking do. (gasps) Oh, my God. Okay. So I think I literally just put coconut oil on my hand, so now I can't Google it. Um, I can't Google the Facebook group, Jen. (laughs) Okay, but it's something like a Facebook group where we all pretend to be boomers. Yeah. And for a, my friend Alana, who gave me this, obviously has excellent taste, and she was telling me about this. It makes me roar with laughter. It's just people posting things that, like, In the you know, style of your aunt from, like, Tampa. Right. Or, like, or like the, the woman who... Who your aunt buys her doTERRA oils from. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> and it's all... I I was like, some of this seems like it's going a little far. Like, um... Uh, oh. <laughs> people people are using WAP wrong all over the internet. Uh-huh. W-A-P. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of WAP jokes. There's stuff like... Um, it was a woman standing inside a giant birdcage. And it was like... Uh, f- finally locked Irma away. LOL. 
<laughs> and then people, and then everyone has to comment as though they're actually, it's not Boomers. like, haha, what a funny commentary. Like, right, you right, have right, to stay right, in character right. or you get admonished. You have to stay in character. It's the craziest fucking shit. It is, it is such a delight. <laughs> and like, oh my God, if they're not posting pictures, what people do is they use those, uh, those colorful backgrounds that sometimes Facebook posts so, uh, encourages you to use. Yes. Yeah, so to that point, um, I noticed my friend Chris's dad had, had commented on one of my Facebook things, which he never does. He's just been lurking because I didn't friend him back because I didn't. And um, no. so he found one of my public posts and he posted on it. And I went and I looked back um, and his wife, he's okay, but his wife posted on his page with the, the hearts and you can put your little avatar on it now, right? Like a little cartoon. So oh, the hearty can? background and oh, then you can so have weird. like your bitmoji kind of looking into it with like heart eyes. Like, ee. Okay. It was like, hi friends, Richie is in an ambulance going to the emergency room. <laughs> you're never gonna hear this but like he posted at christmas he posted a picture of course with like no um punctuation but like a picture of his little dog looking at the christmas tree and it just says there that ball is mine i want the red one and then two minutes later he shared his own post of that I mean, the earnestness. And then every other thing is like, my daughter's disabled and no one wants to wish her a happy birthday. I bet nobody will share this. Oh, fuck. I, <sighs> I, it, uh, that's such a perfect cross section of exactly what the fuck you find I, on Let's Pretend We're All Boomers. <laughs> I Honestly, I feel like I could be very popular on that site if I just copied him. Absolutely. Everything. Moment. moment. <clears throat> And I it's messaged so Chris and I was like, what the, what the fuck? Turned out his girl, the dad's girlfriend did not tell Chris about the heart attack for like a week, even though she had posted it on Facebook. <laughs> oh no. <sighs> Family. Um, so this is, yeah, I feel like you probably should cut a bunch of this out, but, um, Jen and I, because of the fire, uh, the, the, it's not even a fire anymore. It's like, um, being cut to death by a thousand lasers, isn't it? What's happening right now? Oh. Our country is just like full of laser tripwires that we don't know that we're walking into. Oh, it's so um, bad. Uh, it's and so bad. What with like the mess that's happening in the Capitol, um, we're going to be airing this the day after the inauguration, which means when you hear this, we're going to have a new president. There's going to be a new president. And we're hoping that there's at least a couple moments of celebration of that. Sure. And hopefully an entire country left for for him to run. Oh, God. Which, who knows? Um, but we thought it'd be nice to give ourselves a little pat on the back and just do like a braggy episode. Yeah. Full of praise reports and praise received. Yes. I love that shit. 
So good. I would like to kick it off with what's happening for me tonight. <gasps> yes, please. I am so excited, Lillian. So as per my last email, um, I totally revamped within like a week. I totally revamped the my pilot, The Reunion, to be a feature yes. film. Yes, yes. With Amazing. my dear friend Jody, She and I worked on this and we've now gone through like three passes and zhuzhes and... And she was like, I think it's time that we have people read it. And I was like, great. So I connected with a handful of, like, straight-up actor-screenwriters uh-huh. whose work I appreciate in both forms. And I was like, hey, would you be interested in doing, like, a little Zoom table read of my script? I got everyone I wanted. <gasps> I did not have to go outside of my first choices. And tonight, I get to hear it in a Zoom table read with my first choice talents. Oh, my um, God. And uh, hopefully get their feedback both as performers and as writers and Yay, see how it gosh, feels. Gosh, that happened and, fast. Look uh-huh. what happened. Look what can happen. Look what can happen when there's like you. a glimmer of hope in the world. Exactly. It's no, been so it, it nice. Makes a big difference for sure. Big fucking difference. Huge, huge. Oh, that's oh my so God. great. Yeah, it's been awesome. Like I've been working on that thing for hours a day. Hours. And it was I'm so fucking proud of you. Thanks, Bill. Me too. I it's it's and it's exactly what it's supposed to be. That's like the best part. I don't feel like, yeah, well, I guess I can make it a feature. Like Jody was like, "Have you ever thought of this as a feature?" And I was like, "Oh, I have not because I love TV so much." Right. But it's so much better as a fucking feature. Like Yay. leaps and bounds. Yes. Yes. Yay. Yes. 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 Oh, 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 so good. I don't I think I need to start early and work forward like I don't think that I can be like currently not that I'm not proud of things that I've done or or things like that but I think that if I if I start earlier at like accomplishments and things um I might be able to maybe we can uh cool maybe we can last five years at where you go from the back <laughs> from now to <laughs> when you were younger and yes. I think I'm yes yes <laughs> Then we'll meet at the middle and sing a love song. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go all the way back, but something that I uh, I like to talk about, which some people are impressed at and some people don't give a shit about, is that um, uh, I went to the world competition for Odyssey of the Mind when I was in eighth grade. OM! Seventh grade? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Um, yeah, it was... Great. It, I didn't even really know what Odyssey of the Mind was when I um, had signed up for it. And for people who don't know, it's kind of hard to explain and might have changed some since I was a kid. But it's a nerd competition. But it's not straight up like um, Quiz Bowl or something like that. It's creative. The whole thing is creative. You can choose to do less creative things with parts of it. But there was um, there was a section where you either had to accomplish a goal or create a skit or both. Um, there was a lot of balsa wood involved in the practical versions of that, like where it was like you had to build a structure that would hold a certain amount of weight 
or something like that. And then you had to build a skit around that mm-hmm. while people were like building it on stage. <clears throat> that sounded like garbage to me. Uh, ours was, you had to solve a problem though. Um, and I don't remember what ours was, but I think that there was a, a time travel element to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> I remember that I was supposed to be um, some kind of goddess. There might have been a loose, vaguely, uh, I hope not offensive, but like um, e- Egyptian of a walk like an Egyptian theme to it. Yes. It was a very long time ago, so <clears throat> ap- apologies to... I, I know a number of people who are Egyptian, and they are lovely, and if I was them, I'd be sick of that shit, too. Oh, Sure. Um, but then the spontaneous part is the part that I love and which kind of informed the entire rest of my life, um, where you, you go around in a circle with your teammates and they'll give you, um, like a theme and you have to riff on it. I always mention things that are round. So then, uh, if you say a ball, then you get one point. But if you say around the world in 80 days, that's a creative answer to things that are round. And then you get more points for that. And yes. we fucking murdered that i don't remember what place we came in at at the world competition in boulder colorado where i saw the first person in my entire life that had a pierced eyebrow (laughs) i thought boulder was the coolest place in the world boulder Um, is the coolest place i would love to go back there but uh but yeah it was probably set the tone for me trying something for the first time and being really good at it and then never wanting to practice again (laughs) sure Yes. This comes really naturally to me. I should never have to put any effort into it. Into anything, really. Never. <laughs> oh my god. I wish I could have seen you killing it at OM in like 1990. You know I was adorable. <clears throat> I fucking know you were. Oh um, my but god. But it was cool. Like people people came from other obviously people so came nerdy. from other parts of the world. Yes. um and you could everybody was trading pins like some people would get nice enamel pins actually made up i guess they came from richer schools than i did um we just got a bunch of these little plastic virginia peanuts and we were trading them and i had a a painter's cap like you did back in the day that it was covered with pins that i had traded from all these people who i had met oh my god and i did my best to actually wear that hat which was almost painful because it was (laughs) A hat, a painter's cap with no structure. And elastic holding on to your head. Resting on my head. (laughs) Tell me a good thing. Um, another good thing. Let's see. I mean, oh, it's snowing. That's a good thing. Oh. It are starting to snow. Um, (laughs) another good, cool thing that I did. Um... Oh, I know there's something. I know I've done something with my life. <laughs> uh, did you ever win a forensics thing? Yeah, actually. Um, I would say that the best year that I did in forensics was uh, maybe my junior year. I, I got better every year. Um, I would say I placed most often my sophomore year. But I was pretty reliably, like, fourth or fifth. But I placed less frequently in my junior year, but the placements that I got were much higher. So I think the highest I ever got at a tournament was second 
um, which given the competition was huge. Yeah. Like, there was nothing to be sad about with that. No. That's great. Those kids were just all so good. They were so good. It was something that we were talking about when I had my little sweet, perfect fucking forensics reunion uh, before my TED Talk. Oh, that's that's one braggy thing we should talk about. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, right. Just that. Uh, we were all sitting together and we haven't seen each other since we were like 18 years old at the best. And we were all like... Were these, were we really that good as kids? And like the answer was a resounding yes. And Yay. you know, not just us, but like our peers, the, the kids from other schools that were not from ours. Like it was really, it was, it was wonderful. But um, yeah, so I had um, the year I placed the most, my sophomore year, I was doing Chris Durang's For Whom the Southern Bell Tolls. Yes. Come on as now. As my HI piece. And I will tell you, as someone who did it all by themselves, uh, it is less satisfying for me to see it with many people. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, if you must. If oh, you if really you have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, when we were in college, Andrew was directing a student one act, and that was the one he chose. And I was like, I did this, you know. And he was like, oh, really? So, (laughs) but he was making totally different creative choices. And I was like, well, that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, so whenever I direct, that's exactly, I have, I read the play and I immediately have the vision. The vision. Uh Uh-huh. The vision. And Uh it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense about, um, like what other people are doing. Sorry, we're laughing because um, I put Sabine up some shelves in my cat. winding her crazy demon body through all of your new shelves. Yep, she's like, "What's over here?" Hi, oh, me. the same, the same nothing. Oh, oh. please, please break something, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't, and I can't. Uh, I see somebody else's, and I'm like, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you feel compelled sure. to do that, I suppose you could do that. Yeah. Sure. Okay, sure. I okay. see where you were going with this. But. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I loved doing that. And there are people There are people who still call me by my nicknames from that piece. I have a friend who has called me Swizzle Stick since we were 16. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great. Oh, my um, God. I love nicknames. I love nicknames. Speaking of nicknames, my friend Jody, who I've been working on the reunion with, is queen of nicknames, like a la fucking Sandlot, a la fucking uh, 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 Stand By Me, a la fucking The Outsiders. Like, she is so good at giving every single person in her life a nickname. It's Mm. to the point where it's fucking happy days ridiculous that's great i love it it's my favorite thing do i have a funny nickname mine is uh uh jfp jen fucking ponton oh i love it that's what she calls me jfp um but like all of her other friends from every single walk of life everybody's got a fucking crazy name Ah. every single person it's the most delightful thing to me (laughs) do you know what that makes me think of Sorry to interrupt you. No. Um, when Will Ferrell did his one man show about Bush. Oh yeah. And he because Bush used to give um oh the press corps remember the press corps 
Remember how the press used to sit around and then report on things that a press secretary would say? I hate it here, Lillian. <laughs> I hate it here so much. I can't wait till next week. Um, oh, my God. But, uh, uh, yeah, he, he used to give out dumb nicknames to the, to the reporters. He and did. in the one-man show, he's like, huh, I'm going to call you Nerd Alert. <laughs> Man, uh, I miss what real life is supposed to be. <laughs> it's not even fun to make fun of anymore. I know. I know. Um, so, I mean, we could go backwards into TED Talks then, too. Yeah. Which forensics prepared us both abundantly well for. Yeah. I, of uh, I... I have a hard time with public speaking if I feel like I'm not completely solid in whatever it is that I'm talking about. Sure. Um, I have found myself at moments riffing on something and then realizing that I'm having an out-of-body experience where I'm talking and listening to myself talk and not saying anything useful. Yep, <laughs> so, yep. Um, <laughs> that self-awareness uh, is a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So my, my one thing about my talk is that I wish I had had it fully memorized and not worked off of a piece of paper, but whatever. Um, I mean, to be fair, I think you did what what pretty much everybody does. I don't and think so. And that's exactly why you didn't want to. <laughs> oh, maybe. Also Probably. that, too. Yeah. But uh, but um, when my friend Kaylee, you remember Kaylee? Did you know Kaylee? Why did I think you know Kaylee? Who's Kaylee? She does this thing called Gorilla Haiku where she goes to different neighborhoods all over the country and just has people write um chalk sidewalk chalk haikus as like a getting to know your neighbors and getting to talk about literacy kind of thing nope she's adorable she just had that a baby she was the one who was working with tedx who was like you should really do this you oh. i you know i'd been very ranty on facebook as of at the time about body stuff and she was like this is writing itself and you should tell people with your big mouth <laughs> um uh and I was stoked to be involved and I, yes. I kind of fell into it, which I, people ask me all the time, like, how do you get to do this? I'm like, you ask people until you get to do it. <laughs> That's not entirely true, but there's so many different groups that it. do it. Yeah. Yes. You don't you have to wait it for out. it to come to you. You don't have to wait for your Kaylee to be like, pardon me, madam. Right. What beautiful words you have. <laughs> Super important. You have to be your own best advocate. Oh, Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that there are, there. well, I do this to myself too, where I'm like, oh, that thing is for other people who are more successful and connected than me. I do right. that all the time. Sure. It's easy to, uh -huh. but I also feel like, oh my God, as well, especially right now, especially right now, if you're like, yeah, but I have never done that in the past. Well, uh, something that my therapist and I are talking about frequently is like, this is a year where a lot of people's, like, midlife crises have been uh, activated, no matter where they are in their lifeline. Right. Because we're really coming to a huge, um, what do I want to say? We're being confronted with the fragility of mortality constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Constantly. Uh -huh. 
and the knowledge that the the knowledge that there is nobody trying to protect us <laughs> uh, that like that all of the things that we might have ever thought are going to keep us safe are not like uh I don't even have to go into it you all know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about mm-hmm. and then it's all mm-hmm. awful so you know get there yourself but <laughs> yeah but at the end of the day if you are well enough to be able to observe it rather than be in the thick of it then that might give you some pause and have you reflect on like, oh shit, what do I want to do with my life? Am I putting myself out there in the ways that I want to be? Am I showing up for me? Am I showing up for the people I love? Am I showing up for my fucking purpose in this world? And like, ooh, those questions will get you to a place where being brave is a little easier. Because the only option is, like, letting it all pass you by. Right. Right. And going back to the bigger dummies than you. Yep. Like, yep. if my, the biggest revelation, and this is, I wish, I'm not a t- generally considering myself a teacher, but I want to just take every child that I come into contact with and then probably get restraining orders from a lot of parents. But I want to, like, look mm-hmm. every child in the eye and just be like, hey, guess what? We're all faking it. Like, don't let that freak you out. Yes. Yes. Like everybody uh-huh. is capable to a certain extent, just like you, dear child. If you got thrown out on the street, you would figure out how to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all, we all can, can, can uh, care for ourselves. Um, some of us are more skilled or knowledgeable than others, but when it comes down to it, most people are making everything up as they go along, and some people are better at it than others, and that's absolutely, it. absolutely. I think, too, to, like, not only reassure yourself of that, like, oh, God, to know that adults really don't have any idea what they're doing is huge, but also to know, like, hey, where you're at mentally is truly actually where you'll be at mentally for most of your life, so whatever you're feeling is valid. Don't think there's no there there. You're you're just going to get older. (laughs) I can't tell that okay that shook me I don't know if you saw my face I did but it shook me in a good way yes yes it was at first that feeling like when you that it was that cold uh feeling in your stomach when you go down a, a roller coaster hill yeah. but then it also came back sort of like I ate a a, a cinnamon bun Ooh. So it was cold, and then it was warm and sticky. (laughs) Soothing and exciting. Warm and sticky. Warm and sticky. (laughs) Great. That's what I go for. (laughs) I believe in fandom, I would be called a cinnamon roll. I believe you and and I would probably both be cinnamon rolls. Is that a thing? Yes. In what? Youth speak? <laughs> okay. Okay, this hold on. One of those hold TikToks on. the kids are yeah. talking about? Yes. First of all, it's absolutely a TikTok. A. B. <laughs> uh, what is a cinnamon roll? Okay. Uh, no, not the obvious answer. Okay, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> cinnamon roll says... A character that is very 
kind and sweet, but faces more hardship and suffering than they truly deserve. Oh. Comes from the usage of an article headline from The Onion titled, Beautiful Cinnamon Roll, Too Good for This World, Too Pure. To describe oh. a person or character that's very good, but faces a lot of pain in their life. Oh, cute. So. God, I love The Onion. Uh, and it's sort of evolved to just mean like a sweet, adorable little small bean. Someone who is too precious for this cruel world and oh. must be protected at all costs. Oh. So. I want to make t-shirts with cinnamon rolls now. Girl, do it. I'm going to buy it. Same way I, same way. Okay. Praise report on Lillian's behalf. A handful huh. of years ago, Lillian created this shirt that said, I was fat before it was cool. And it yeah. is my favorite motherfucking shirt on earth. That, <clears> I'm <throat> trying to resurrect that. Um. Once again, my biggest issue has been, uh, and it's easier now to find t-shirts from companies like that that go up to like a 6X. Um, yeah, yes. But, you know, I have a thing for texture and I want to feel everything. <laughs> I want to so feel everything. I like to, yeah, I, well, right now I'd like to feel anything. But um, <laughs> I, uh, my pursuit of excellence off, the, per- the perfect, it gets in the way of the good for me sometimes. yes. Yes, totally. I did, but however, also, like that shirt. Thank you. And I could, I have that up on Teespring. I should just pop it out again every so often. Yeah. For Marnie, sure. Mar- Marnie Knox bought one. Wait, is that what? how you say her name? Marty Knoxon? Marty Knoxon. Marty Knoxon bought one. Bought a, I was fat before it was cool? Or maybe she bought it for somebody? I think she bought one from me. Like, we can cut this out, too, because that's a weird weird thing to say out loud and not know whether or not you're right. But I felt very sure of it when I said it. Oh, that's amazing. Holy shit. Because you were tweeting about it. Yes. I'm pretty sure I could go back. I guess I could go back through my sales. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. I made um, the uh, I I was ranting on the Internet. And at one point, uh, what I what I said in this video, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Just accept people the way they are. We're all finite flesh bags. Don't take it so seriously. And there was a lot of very good response to that. So I made this shirt that said finite flesh bag. And I don't, I think the only person who bought one was Gabby. And it's like the best motherfucking thing. And it's this oversized tank top that she wears and she got it in like hot flamingo pink. It's so good. She wears it when she sees me. Oh my God, I love it. Right? I know. A Jen Hansen exclusive finite flesh bag. We should make a store and sell things because we're fun and good at things. I mean, my God, I could sell your fucking apron. Which apron? Did the I apron, apron I made for you. Oh, the apron you made for me. <laughs> terrifying so and wonderful. <laughs> it is terrifying and wonderful. Absolutely. That was what I was going for. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I'm going to make you one that just has a pelican sticking its fucking throat out of its throat. So there Dude, you go. Make me one of that pelican meme, which is the pelican typing about putting baby in mouth. <laughs> pelican friend. Trust Pelican. <laughs> baby safe. Baby safe. Put, put baby A in Pelican mouth. wrote this. A Pelican wrote this. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. This is like, okay, wait a second. 
second. I might cut this, but I don't give a shit. It's the funniest shit. I've So, guys, you know that Lillian and I are very into ridiculous bird shit. And <laughs> Gabby sent me this, and I immediately sent it to Lillian. It's a picture of a pelican with its mouth open, which is, by the way, terrifying. You know, they sort of, like, they have, like, enough waddle that you can tell that it's the big bucket uh, on bottom. And on top, it's just one, uh, it's like, a, a scoop. Ch- it's a, it's like a chair leg. Yeah, it's a scoop and a chair leg. But when they actively try and open it, I mean, don't Google it if you want to sleep. But <laughs> our fans are all well versed in in, in this by now. <laughs> so it's many, me. so many nightmares have sprung up because of our nonsense. This fucking meme has this pelican with its mouth open. It says, "Pelican mouth, perfect." Size for put baby in to nap. Inside very soft and comfort. Baby sleeps soundly. Put baby in pelican mouth. Put baby in pelican mouth. No problems. <laughs> no problems. No, no problems ever in pelican mouth because good shape and support from baby neck. Week of big baby head. A pelican mouth. Yes, a place for a baby. Put baby in pelican mouth. Can trust pelican for giving good love to baby. Friend pelican. Good love to baby. No. And then at the bottom it says, this was written by a pelican. <laughs> I mean. I, I've, I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Uh, I don't. Ooh, bears are I appreciate that level of comedy and that step that um tumblr-esque <laughs> memeisms and i think i yes. i am very proud i'm not i'm not good at um producing comedy like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. very proud of this next generation about like the mm. fact that this is that they kind of think in memes and it's a very different it it's is just a different mindset and it's it's Yes. Like the difference between British comedy and American comedy in the seventies, right? It also makes everyone funny. I mean, are there are there even are there even kids that aren't funny anymore? Oh you know? yeah, yeah. There's there's terrible there's terrible people of every age range. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not terrible, but I'm saying like a solid sense of humor. I but bet boring. I bet boring boring youths. Youths. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I do feel like fine. the number's going down, though. Like, the internet makes you funny. You have to keep up. It you must have be very stressful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Put baby in pelican mouth. Put baby in pelican mouth. I do think that we all have the, the capacity to, uh, to birth a brainchild like that. Yes. 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 Oh, God. I love that thing. It's so good. <sighs> it's so good. I'm going to look at that 17 times today. And I'm going to laugh real hard each time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's something that I'm proud of that I um, n- neither finished uh, <clears throat> nor which was particularly good. Um, but it's the closest I've gotten to anything like this. I did. I tried to do NaNoWriMo one year. Oh. National, National Novel Writing Month. Which never made sense to me that it was in November when there's a big fat holiday in the middle of it. Because yes. I guess other people were like, oh, this is good because I can set aside time and just write. And I'm right. like, mm, I got right. shit to do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But I had started, um, and I, I have the manuscript somewhere, but weirdly, I just tripped upon the research that I did in my Google Docs. 
Oh, interesting. Um, from probably back before, like, the very beginning of me using Google Docs. So it was all about um, Lilith, who was Adam's first partner in um, the creation story and who was then cast out of the Garden of Eden. Um, and then they just pretended like she wasn't there and rewrote everything. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. there's actually a ton of... There's a ton of research about her and, like, why some people thought that she was a succubus then and all of this stuff. And she is just so fascinating to me that she was demonized so quickly just because she asked a couple fucking questions. Demonized, Um, maligned. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, sacred feminine power in reclaiming Lilith. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... And I wrote probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 pages of, of that book. And I went back and I looked at it not like maybe a couple years ago. And I was like, this is patently terrible. But I like where I was going. Sure. I like the story this was going to be. It was before I had a real voice for my writing. Um, yeah. It was at least 12 years ago. No, oh, wow. it was live journal day. So it was like 15. Oh, man. Um. Uh, and I might pick it back up again just for fun. I have a hard time where I can't just write things for the sake of writing them. Like I need a, a, a deadline and a project. Yes. Um, but I actually do like to write. And that was the most I've ever done on a project like that before nice. I give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yay. You. I have never tackled NaNoWriMo, but that's because I am innately very, like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. You're not a joiner in that in that facet. Oh, no. No, not at all. If y'all are doing something, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and if no one's doing something, I'm absolutely doing it. Yes. I mean, there is real passion there, but there's also just the immediate pushback of, like, don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I've never done NaNoWriMo, but I will say that the first screenplay that I ever wrote all by myself, I did in nine days, and I did it in the lead up to the 2016 election. Ooh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I had written one feature screenplay with a dear friend of mine before that, um, and he was the person who who came to me and was like, hey, you're a writer, aren't you? And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And he was like, "Mm, I'm calling bullshit on you. Ah. You are definitely a writer. And I was like, I I don't know. I think my writing is too earnest. Like, I very much was projecting all of my... uh, All of my judgments of my most um, profound qualities, my earnestness and... And... uh, And guilelessness and eagerness and all of that very sensitive stuff because I had been so surrounded by broody motherfucking male intellectuals mm-hmm. who made me feel like that was not okay. And right. like yeah, if you're I not walking around for... with your like moleskin notepad uh-huh. and like uh-huh. wearing black all the time and yes. smoking cloves, then you're not yes. doing it right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very Kerouac, very beat. No. No, that's not me. Do I still have important things to say and do I say them well? Yeah, bitch. I do. Yeah, bitch. So, 
so um, my friend Jean, who I would, uh, Jean is just, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. So great. Such a, uh, he's, he is a great dude ally. Let me tell you that nice. right off the reel. Such yeah, a Jean. gentle soul who um, uses, he uses whatever power he has to help lift up people with voices that are less privileged. Nice. Um, I have seen him do it mostly with women, myself included, because he was like, I'm going to show you you're a writer. You and I are going to write a screenplay, and I will be here for as much of it as you want, but I also feel like if you just want to take off and do it on your own, go for it. And we nice. wrote this wonderful story together. Um, and then by And then I went to... So right right off of that success, within like a year, I went to the Producers Guild Conference in New York. Okay. And I met a couple of uh, of I met a couple of producers who were looking for a writer for this very splashy, over the top, like '90s comedy. You know, it's uh, it's very physical, it's sexual, it's goofy, and they were they found me because I was uh, I I had spoken during one of Tina Fey's presentations that day, nice. and they were like, uh, and they were like, hey. Are you a writer? And I was this close to saying, no, I not really. And I was like, why, yes, I am. And they were like, cool, we would love to talk to you about potentially writing this screenplay. And uh, that was pretty close to the election. That was like in October. And as I started to take off for it I wrote that motherfucker in nine days leading up to the election I would like check Twitter get a twitch and sit at my computer and just bang out like 10-15 pages at a clip ah that's so good and that is my feature film script searching for sugar mama yay it is so goofy and so splashy and I think I still get to say a lot of um, unique marginalization uh, I give give voice to some unique folks without uh, without turning it into a really profound indie. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And that's a stable now of like, fuck, uh, at least three features that I have that are fully written and like six pilots, seven pilots that are fully written. Like... Nice. So it feels really good to be writing again. It That's feels great. so good to be writing again. Yay, and I'm glad I didn't force it. it this year too. Because I what did kind you say? Of, I'm glad I didn't force it this year. Mm. This past year. <clears throat> yeah. No. Yeah. I'm definitely ready to come out of whatever this bunker slash chrysalis is. But um, yeah, there was nothing that I could even have tried to force. Like it was, I wasn't dead inside. But it was just like my brain was full of bees. Yeah, exactly. So I just let it be full of bees, hornets, <laughs> what have you. Um, and, you know, you and I got to make this, which I feel like is significant. Even though at the time it didn't feel it. It just felt like, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to go I'm gonna go gently hold on to sanity with Lillian for, for an hour. <laughs> just cradling it. Tenuously holding on to some sanity. Ugh. I know. Uh, I just found 
Um, back when I had to defend my burlesque show against the city and then the state, yes! uh, which for people who don't know, um, I did successfully. Like I got, I got my show back and we changed the definition of obscenity in Jersey City and also got clarification from the very vague uh, ABC board, liquor board in Trenton about what constituted theater versus go-go which is like a strip club strip situation um, in New Jersey. And the point to that I want to mention also is I am all for sex workers and strippers. And this was not to be like, better than that. It was, thank you. It was to be like, you know that this is not, we know what you, we know that you think that we're giving lap dances and we're not. Right, right. So if you think that that's what's happening, I need you to say, we know that's not what you're doing. Yes. But over and over, I just got people on the phone who were like, can't talk about titties. Too scary. Uh-huh. Um, so I found a list. Uh, I was encouraged um, by one of the wonderful people who helped me out to just make a list of all of why I'm a good person, basically, and the good things that I've done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, as a, not as a grab for respectability, but not not that. Um, right. <laughs> I have uh, worked with many, many, many volunteer projects and raised lots and lots of money for charity. Yes, uh, you have. I've emceed at multiple galas um, that were fundraisers. I uh, I produced shows which either all or part of the proceeds went to various um, charities like the Trevor Project. Um I have performed in other people's fundraisers numerous times. I performed at a rally for trans youth. Um, I used to volunteer um, emceeing in a monthly open mic series through Art House that was such an incubator for people. Totally. Um, I uh, loved Art uh, House. Yeah. They're moving again. Um, yeah. It's going to be downtown, downtown now instead wow. of in that weird David Bowie building. Um, I uh, I was featured on the cover of Jersey City Magazine with an accompanying three-page story on my body image work Um, I've had articles in NJ.com and Hudson Reporter I have performed at notable burlesque festivals and headlined um, damn girl Burley Picks, the Montreal Bagel Expo, Alternatives, Philadelphia Burlesque Festival, Discordia Days, Freezing Tassel in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, and um, also co-hosted the Body Podcast with Liza Poor. I was a keynote speaker um, at the Become Stronger uh, Women's Conference in Gainesville, Florida. I spoke at SUNY Newports. Like every so often, I just need this. I need yeah. to look at this. I need to look at this because when I'm applying for things, and frankly, I should just put this on a website, some, on my website somewhere. Yes, you like, absolutely should. My God. I have versions Street of this, cred. but it's not, it's not quite like that. Um, and have uh, overwhelmingly supported and helped promote women and queer-owned businesses all throughout New Jersey. Yes! So that felt really Praise nice. Received. Thank you Praise for listening. Received. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my CV. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Let's see. I mean, I don't know. It feels so weird for me to do this. Uh, 
Um, 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 some of my favorite, some of my favorite fucking wins. Um, one of my favorite wins ever was getting one of my pilots as a Sundance, uh, runner up for a Sundance lab. In fact, the lab that took place this October, like uh, it all would have been digital anyway, but I was super excited to like go out and have a, an adventure before everything shut down. But I was a semifinalist for that, which was super exciting. Um, I've taken meetings for projects with people that are like absolutely my fucking dream collaborators. Yep. Best of the best A-list dream collaborators have given me really uh, lovely feedback and um, I have a lot of trust that there will be collaboration in the future on at least some level. Um, you've, you've spoken at a bunch of different conferences. I've spoken at a ton of conferences. So aside from my aside from my TEDx talk, um, I have spoken at the um, the TCF Expo, which Marie Denae runs, our guest from this summer, um, the Curvy Fashionista Expo in Atlanta. I spoke there uh, back in 2018. Um, I also spoke at the Curvy Con. Ah, Lillian and I love the fucking Curvy Con. That was awesome. Um, Which was great. I I was uh, was a a keynote speaker before uh, they sat down with Gabby Sidibe, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, And my dear Joy Nash, uh, beloved friend and and Dietland star. And... um, I, where else have I spoken? I think those are the big ones. Um, You've done. Oh, uh, I've done the Twitter. Women of the World Expo up in yeah. at the Apollo a few years ago. What were you going to remind me of? Um, Just a number of smaller things like your, the, the Twitter Q&As with um, uh, National Eating Disorder Alliance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a lot. Um, I do a lot of charitable work with um with uh national eating disorder alliance and with my personal favorite of those charities project heal yes. which um which specifically focuses on fundraising treatment and recovery for people who do not have the money to be in treatment and so they project teal has created funds for so so many individuals to get the help they need they also um put a huge focus on on community so they do a ton of community building with with people who have recovered they're very very aware and vocal about the disparity between what eating disorders look like on tv which is Mm. thin privileged white girls Mm -hmm. and what eating disorders actually are which is people of all ethnic backgrounds a lot of people of size but of course for fat folks eating disorders are uh celebrated because we see them as diets when really they are motherfucking eating disorders so um i i love project heal i do everything for them that i can and um last year i went i was a counselor at their camp heal which was this beautiful weekend-long retreat where um, uh, where myself and so many other just incredible, incredible leaders and role models and um, luminaries were 
teaching and guiding and helping uh, create community together among recovered individuals. Oh my God, Jen Ponton can when the world is back. Will you? Can we do a retreat together, please? Can we? Yes. No, but like, let's do it. Let's make yes. one. Yes. 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 Thousand percent. Done. Mm. Fucking done. We're gonna get an. Wait, are we like you and I will open it up to people, or like yes. just you and I together? No. Uh, yes to both. Yes, yes to, both. to both. Let yes, let's you and I go get a little Airbnb magical cabin, and also yes, let's you and I design yes, a motherfucking retreat. There. We can oh, do that. God, I need workshops so bad. Bigger dummies than us. Bigger dummies than us. <laughs> yes, bigger dummies than us. <laughs> Definitely. You and I have both been to enough retreats where we know bigger dummies than us. Oh, boy. Howdy. That That would be really fun. That what's his face, that real peach of a guy. I mean, let's let's cut this out. (laughs) Yep, yep, Um, yep. But I just uh, came across that Christopher Salute, his stuff from that one day workshop from a couple years ago. And I don't, I just, I'm like, why does, why did anyone put up with his nonsense, garbage, dumb nonsense shit? Anyone. His hair is so dumb. <laughs> his hair is so stupid. Literally the tip of the dumb iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's all downhill from there. But my God, it doesn't even get a good start. <laughs> Bigger don't dummies. Cut this. Bigger, Bigger fucking dummies. dummies than us. Thousand percent. Yes, I think that would be great. I think that would be great. Oh my god! And Lillian, it could be something like, like reclaiming and and deshaming the sensitive, tender parts of who you really are. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, that's. I almost just cried thinking about it. I see that's it. Yeah. Um, I will also say, uh, never, ever, ever going to be mad about getting to act with Jeff Goldblum. Never, ever, ever going to be mad about getting to act with Kelsey Grammer. Never, ever going to be mad about um, being in audience with Tina Fey and her being like, oh, that's my friend when she pointed at me. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's Not so good. What about, be what about, about when you things. ran into Jane Krakowski and y'all just like hung out oh for a minute? Oh my God. That was the sweet. Okay. So, I think I've told that story. That's not even my story. Really? I love that. I think it's so cool. Uh, so I, so Fuck Buddies, I was at a, uh, I'm part of the television academy and I was at an event for Kimmy Schmidt for, I don't know, maybe the last season that they did. And I was at the after party and I said hello to, I said hello to everybody. But Jane Krakowski was there, and um, I did not work with her on Kimmy. I only worked with Ellie, but I, uh, but uh, she and I worked together on Thirty Rock. And I came up to her and I was like, "Hi, I'm not certain if you remember me, but we did that episode of Thirty Rock together with the Carvel cakes." And she was like, "Oh my God, I'll have to tell Tina I saw you. We talk about you all the time." <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. So fucking lovely. Uh, so lovely. 
I mean, and she was just the sweetest, loveliest person. She's so fucking talented. Oh, I'm, And, yes. you know, before she was Jane Krakowski, brilliant Jenna Maroney, she was fucking Jane Krakowski from Broadway, and how much did we all fucking love her? Mm. What was she best known for at the time? That role in Nine, where she did the, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one where she did the dance where he, like, drags her across the floor? I want to say she's on a telephone. There's a lot of, like, upside-down... Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Cat-like stuff. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Hooray. Ah. <sighs> uh, I... I've got... I got a bunch of scholarships to college, which is actually part of the reason why I pursued theater at all. So maybe it was a bad thing, because... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't feel like I got a whole lot out of my college education about theater. Yes. That's where I'm going here. Yes. Um, and I think that I would have paid more attention to my psych stuff and done better with that and maybe gone on with that. So, yeah. you know, not really like regrets, but I had not to regrets, major. Not just sliding door moments. Yeah. I had, to, I had to major. I had to major in theater in order to qualify for this like $500 a year scholarship. <laughs> but I would like to mention again that like. Uh, every year of my school was only like five or eight thousand dollars, so that put a good chunk in it. Why not? I do have to say, this is supposed to be braggy, but I will say this because this was a moment where I totally felt like I failed. I grew up with, um, I grew up with a wonderful babysitter whom I loved and who went and who grew up to be a fucking ass kicking human being. Um, her name was Ashling, and she was first-generation American, and her parents were very old and very Irish. And Ashling was just the shit. That's she a cool was, name. Yeah. She was maybe, like, eight years older than me. So I want to say she was maybe 13 when I was in, like, kindergarten, which was around the time that she started babysitting me. And she babysat for a few years until... She went to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember when Ashling went to college, she went on a full scholarship. And she ended up going to, like, some Catholic school. Uh, can't exactly remember which. But um, my parents, <laughs> my parents, who were of means, lorded that over my head. And they were like, when you go to college, you get a full scholarship just like Ashling. Get the kind of grades that give you a full scholarship just like her. Do that, do that, do that. So all the way through, I mean, pick, like being five through being 18. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for people who could afford college. Uh Uh-huh. It was just about bragging rights, yeah. Yes, Right. And I honestly, I don't even know if that's what they realized in that moment that like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that was the fucking difference. Right. So, um, so finally, and I, I wasn't, I was maybe like 20th to 25th in my class. I was not a remarkably high achiever, but I was a high achiever. Yeah. And uh, also, like, just excelled out of all realm of of understanding in, like, extracurricular shit. I was president of several things. I did all of them. And somehow I still did very, very well in school. And (laughs) when the time came... I did the same. I was always doing a million fucking extracurriculars. Right? 
And then the time came for these honors ceremonies where they would award students scholarships from the high school based on how well you did. And I, I remember I was at a, an arts one and I was sitting there among this panel of seniors as they're like handing them out. And I got like a $500 scholarship for excellence in theater. And that was it. And I just sat there and I was like, oh, $500 is nothing. That's not even my books. What am I going to do? My parents told me to get a full fucking scholarship. Mm. And a fellow student who did not come from a family of means at all got a shit ton of them. And I was, and I went home and I was like, Guys, I don't know what to do. I got one tiny scholarship. Am I not allowed to go to college anymore? My parents were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, bitch, you told me 15 years ago (laughs) to get a full scholarship or God help me. And now here all these other kids were. And I remember my mom like delicately being like, honey, these kids don't have money to go to college. And I'm like, yeah, and you didn't explain that shit to me when I was five, so why did you hold out till right the fuck now? Yeah, that would have been super helpful. Thanks. That would have been super helpful knowing that no one is going to approve my family for that. We were solidly very comfortably middle class, and I'm their only dependent. I'm not one of these fucking families of seven children, you know? Like... Oh, honey, I know. Oh, I know. my God. I've, so I've I been that, like that thing before, too, where you're like, oh, that would have been helpful to know. Thank you. Yeah, for fuck's sake, could you just have... And I I swear to God, Lillian, I had that in my head all the way up through senior year until I was like, oh, no. Oh, it's not going to happen. Oh, Shit. Yeah. But I got a $500 scholarship for excellence in theater. Yay. Yay! That's great. I know. (laughs) I know. All of this to say. (laughs) All of this to say you're great and you're doing great. You're great. And, And if you're listening, why don't you sit down and write a list of all the things that you've done? Like... That can't hurt. And the more you start doing it, the more you remember stuff. Yes. Like there's trophies and little things that I won through high school that I don't like. I I can't even remember. Um, Sure. Just like just like every so often, I sit down and try to write out every single play that I've ever done. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. Impossible. I can't remember that shit. (laughs) I've been in things that I don't remember happened. Yes. Right. Right. Every so often I find old theatrical resumes and I'm like, oh, yeah, yep. So interesting. (sighs) That felt good. Yeah, it did feel good. Congratulations. I'm your biggest fan. Congratulations. Oh, you too. (laughs) Yay. Start a fan club. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And go on a retreat. Fan club retreat. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Fuck Uh, buddy fan club. I have, this is not really a recommendation, but it's not not a recommendation. Um, remember how, like, ev- the whole time you've known me, I've been like, underwear sucks. I hate trying to find yes. underwear. 
Uh, so the first time that I tried me undies, they didn't go up to my size. Like uh-huh. the largest size was not helpful. And uh, I think I told you Don got me a gift certificate. A gift certificate? Because I'm 42. And that's what yeah. you give a 42-year-old is a gift certificate. He got me a gift card for me undies. Would you believe I didn't know what was wrong with what you were saying until you just reinstated it right now? <laughs> the only reason why I think about it is because Don has walked into places and asked younger and sales asked associates. Pardon and they were me, like, youths. you want a what? A what? A gift certificate. <sighs> it's still a thing. You used to win it. On Wheel of Fortune, a gift certificate. Um, uh, anyway, the Me Undies Feel Free Cheeky Brief is apparently the answer to all of my prayers, and their thongs are real cute too. And they work great. And I didn't honestly think I would live to see the day. Yes! So, pretty great. Hooray! I they love do, Me Undies. They do do that dumb thing where the pattern stretches out when you wear them. Which is dumb. But whatever. I guess that's what micromodal does or whatever that's made out of. So, <laughs> MeUndies strongly recommend. Yes. Yes. Have you gotten their I bralettes? Also, no. I don't have good. I don't have high hopes for their bralettes. No. Me neither. But also tempting. Tempting. Um, uh, what I really want is one of their motherfucking onesies. But they never make the big. They, they never make the cute patterns. Yeah. In ex- like, what the fuck? If you're going to make the undies in extended sizes, make the fucking jumpsuits in extended sizes. Yeah, that's a... I mean, incremental change, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any excuse. I'm so used to being disappointed, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, happy we have a new president. Happy we have a new president. Fingers crossed for literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah. I will say... Constant vigilance. Constant vigilance. And there is a, there's a, there's a seer whom I follow. Uh, her, name's, her name is Gabby. She, on Twitter, she's backslash mybadgab. <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. And she is... She she is a source, and one of the and she's very prophetic. And one of the things that she tweeted was, "Don't pray for peace. There's no point. Pray for strength." Ooh. So keep that in your bonnets, fuck buddies, because as much as I know that peace would be really nice, I think it's totally appropriate for you to maybe not expect it. Or to fear that that's bless you. Sorry, I'm allergic. To uh, bullshit? Yes. <laughs> Allergic to bullshit. Um, keep, keep that in your bonnet, because while I know it's tempting to want to feel peace, and I know we certainly want that deeply, uh, there's a long way to get there. I think oh, that's, yes. That's the reality. There's a long way. There's a, much to fight for before peace. And, um, and so pray, pray for strength. Pray for strength, be prepared, constant vigilance, keep yourself safe, keep your mental health safe. And drink lots of water and wash your face if you feel weird. And make a brag list. Make a brag list. Because you deserve it because you've done amazing things. You have. Do you.
Yay. Yay, I love you. I love you. And we love you fuck buddies. We love Hang you on in there. Hang in there, baby, says the poster. <laughs> Hang in there. Hang in there, baby. Even if you don't like cats, you can still do the poster. Dog people, too. Hang in there. Dogs don't really hang on to things. I guess they bite things. They do. They they hold on to big sticks. Yeah, in they're their not great in trees, dog though, so that's for sure. You know who holds on to shit? Hmm. Pelicans. They do. <laughs> <laughs>